0: Alright, welcome back to the Let's Grace Family Podcast This is the end of the season and to try something new We're going to basically be uh, watching the last 10 laps of the race We're actually watching it right now And we're basically going to give our raw reaction And then we're going to jump straight into the podcast episode It's something new, so hope you enjoy it
1: So why don't you tell uh, our audience where we're at We're 10 to go 10 Who's to go.
2: leading, who their top 5, Johan top five is fifth Ryan Blaney fourth Chase Elliott third Denny Hamlin second Martin Jr. and first Kyle Larson
1: and how close are they Gio like really really freaking close like less than a second apart and they're going around with nine to go and whoever wins of that top four it's amazing the championship came down to the top four in the top four and now if uh, any of those drivers win, they win the championship. And right now it looks like Larson is driving like feeding, his championship. We'll see though. Anything can happen with nine to go. Sure, I'm starting to get a little bit closer.
3: Oh come on Larson. Come on. Come eight on. more eight more laps. Okay, eight right more laps.
4: now right now it's second place Truex and third place Hamlin. So Larson all the way. Because I was going for Elliott and he just got passed by Hamlin, which I'm not happy about. So, I
1: don't seems know what happened like to He's he about to get so passed well. By
4: Hamlin. I'm so bummed. I wanted him to win a second one.
1: Well, I mean, it's not out of it, out of the question yet. I mean, I mean they there could are be a caution. Fading a yeah, little bit. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. 2X Jr. right now seems like he's got the strongest chance. He's about three quarters of a second out no no he 0. can stay seven back. Oh he's actually go. He can stay in yeah. fade. Who's got the fastest right now? It's Danny Hamlin, Hamlin of the 4 he's got the is got the fastest a lap. But
3: dang, Armorolo looked like he was moving fast. Oh, Trucks got loose. Trucks is Oh,
1: he's actually oh. sliding a bit.
3: He's
4: like He's like oof, be huge That glare, be right. that sun glare.
1: Hamlin I with 7 to go is 1.7 seconds. Now less than 1.7. Uh it it, it unless there's a caution, I just don't see anyone else coming up and overtaking larson you know i gotta
3: say if larson pulls this off this is probably going to go down as one of the most famous comeback stories and not just nascar but i think in sports history
1: yeah i mean think about where he was what 18 months ago with his career and now he is less than six laps from capturing his first championship uh, and uh, looks like Truex Jr. has slipped up a little bit, but Hamlin is closing. He's at 1.4 seconds with five to go. I just don't think it's enough. Uh, what happened no, to Elliot? Not.
4: He's just fading.
1: He yeah, lost I, it. I think, honestly, it's going to, if there's any chance of it not being Larson, it's Truex. It's going but that's to be pretty much it. Nope, no, no, nope, you need nope, to Larson. I don't Larson.
2: Even think to get up there. Unless he
3: just figures it out.
2: If Truex can, like, win, I think he's going to have to drive it up and, like, He's gonna have to go quick in the turners and go, turns and go low.
3: Do you think Joe Gibbs is gonna um, add a little money to a certain driver's check if they um, have a problem
1: at the end? That's, no, I don't. I don't think so. No, I I don't think they can't. They, would they risk can't that. do that. I mean, NASCAR yeah. would be all over them. So with four to go, where where are they? Still the top. Still still the final four in the top four, but in terms of how far back they are. It's still pretty close. It's still
4: pretty the same. I mean, pretty much the same. Well, you've got Truex Hamlin who's
1: closing. Ten. He's at 1.3 seconds. Oh, my word. It's and you got 2X go. Junior. someone with spin seven out, please. Second. Larson is pulling away, it looks like. Wow. Unless there's some kind of caution, I think it's going to be Larson. Yeah, Truex You know is that slipping.
3: camera angle is meant to be where the start finish line used to be, right? Ooh, so it just has that, that like it has that feeling of oh, they're crossing the start finish line.
1: Uh Church Jr. is closing. He's down to a half a second. Oh, no. To go. No, oh no! Here we go.
3: I told oh, no.
2: I said it. Come He's going to have to go low.
1: Holy cow. Oh, He's got to run, but two to go. I just think a little too much. A uh, lot, not enough. Too late.
3: Yeah. Oh, I hope fo- I uh, hope. No. I hope Larson no, doesn't look, lose he
1: focus. He keeps slipping up the with tries. Two to go. I, here comes the white flag.
2: There's no caution. Let's just make sure he
1: doesn't pull a uh, Kevin Harvick. Look in the mirror. I know. Don't mirror.
2: look in the mirror. Don't look
0: oh, in the wow. mirror. Oh my word! Junior, oh, he's slipping. Oh,
1: he's three point three tenths points. of a second. White All flag. right, white flag. This oh, is my where God. 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 He's is closing in. Come on, Larson. Wow. This is where Junior
0: has his weakest point. He's losing it
1: here He's he, gonna have no, to but, He's nope. gonna have to Drive it nope. in deep
4: just, He doesn't have enough Four over. tenths
1: of a second He's gonna guys. have to Drive it in deep He's gonna have to go And he's gonna have to Hope it sticks But I don't think He's got enough No it's over nope. Final turn Final Here turn. you go Lap traffic your
3: 2021 NASCAR Turn champion. Four. This is not
1: Pocono. Larson. Larson.
3: Yes. Larson's done it.
1: The Truex came in. Truex again. Jr., Danny Hamlin, Dang. Ryan Blaney, and Chase top wow. Wow. Chase fell back, and Ryan Blaney came in with the fourth. Now we're watching the Hendrick team just, you know, excited and celebrating. Obviously, Larson's excited. Uh, man, if you're Joe Gibbs. You had two drivers that finished 2-3. Denny Hamlin, again, did not get it done. We're watching Hendricks uh, saluting his team, but wow, what a finish. Uh, The last 10 laps, even though it looked like it was really Larson's race to lose, and as the season went on, it was really his season to lose. You just cannot argue with him being this year's champion. You do know you're saying his
3: season to lose, right?
1: Not his season to win. Well, I what I mean by that that's is the, the fact that's the expression. that Yeah, the my, my point is he's been the most dominant driver in all of NASCAR the entire year. He won the most. He's consistently run up the front the most. There were the races he didn't win, but he was in the top three um many times throughout the season and uh, he, he won it. He he pulled off one of the greatest comebacks, like you said, Sebastian, in the sports History. If you consider where he was less than two years ago uh, on the outs, I mean, he was basically fired from his job and got a second chance, and now he's with Hendrick. Got and ten his, wins. Got ten wins this year. Holy cow! So yeah, a chance. I mean, and he won pretty much on all the different tracks. He won on road courses and short and. These intermediate tracks. I mean, and, then,
2: and like these dirt leagues, he's won it.
1: Oh, yeah. And then he, he did really, really well. I think this is going to be, for your core NASCAR um, fans, this is going to be a very popular one. Um, and the fact that he, he won his championship. So. Mm-hmm. Guys, what are you... I mean, we've never done this before, and it's actually kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool to watch it and talk about it as it was coming down. What, what's your immediate I, I'm just reaction? watching
4: him being all emotional. My heart is still racing fast. I mean, well, it's racing fast because I thought Truex was coming, <laughs> um, and I didn't want him to pass Larson, but um, he's very emotional about his win, obviously, but um, I, got so I mean, I don't know. Good
2: for him.
1: Yeah. Johan, what were you saying?
2: Uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Chevrolet and Hendrick's, of course.
3: Yeah, I'm really happy for him. He definitely was the most dominant car, and he was also, like, he was my championship pick. So, yeah, I'm really happy he got to win.
0: Wait, doesn't that mean you got, like, a ton of points? Yeah,
3: so I think it's safe
4: to say that Kyle Larson won the championship the NASCAR championship today and Sebastian has won our let's go racing family. We, do we know yeah. that wow, that's for sure two comebacks we, then? We do know that for sure because Sebastian was leading and he picked Larson to win the race today. And he was the one that picked Larson to win the championship. And
0: it was a 20-point
1: bonus. Wow. That's actually a big deal so, because Karen, you were leading literally the entire season. The entire season. I mean, and once you I got once I got hot, lead. I
4: I was leading pretty much the whole way. But yeah, another comeback story with Sebastian here. He was at a point at um, like the beginning of the season where he was just not getting points. He thought he was even like cursed because Uh-oh, he, he wasn't, dropped his flag. He wasn't oh scoring anything. So. Oh, his
1: championship, championship flag? flag. Yep. Yeah, he'll probably go back and get it. Did he damage his car in celebrating? Because I see some damage on the car.
2: Yep. That's. I uh, think
4: his um his net is kind of damaged. It was when he. Took it down. He was driving around, and it kept flapping up and hitting the car. Yeah, and he
3: had to hold it down. And then it looked like his car got some damage. Like, look at that left side in the back when they get a better camera angle. See, that's part of the the
1: window net.
0: Looks like something was just smacking his car.
1: So, all right. This was our first time uh, (laughs) recording our reactions to the actual event as it was happening is actually pretty cool we're going to take a quick second and we're going to transition over to a video and we're also going to record the rest of this podcast in video so that it'll be available on our YouTube channel as well as the rest of this audio podcast so we'll be right back in just one moment <laughs>
3: Welcome to the Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life.
2: Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan.
4: Each week we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing.
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the let's go racing family podcast this is probably going to be our last episode of the season because it is the ending of the nascar cup series with the championship race which we'll get a bit more into uh, later on in the episode but first if you are watching on youtube you probably missed a little bit of a section which will be in the audio version of the podcast where we reacted to the last 10 laps of the race. It was something we are going to be trying new, and we're probably going to be doing next season to have a little bit of fun with, experimenting a bit. But it was pretty fun, so you can find it on the audio-only versions of our podcast. But let's begin.
1: Yeah, so it was a pretty exciting end of the race uh, and end of the season. And I thought it would have it was going to be similar to the truck and even the Xfinity series where it came really down to the last turn off of that last lap. Uh, but it was still very, very exciting. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to tip your hat to Larson.
2: Yeah, it was basically like a finish, like, it was so close because even though it wasn't a drag race like the Xfinity race, I gotta say it was very close because Truex tried di- driving it in deep and it was, like, pretty much this close to, like, Larson.
0: Yeah, it got really close near the end, like, ridiculously close, especially in the last two laps. Truex really started having a run with about 3-2 to go.
3: But it just clearly wasn't enough. And I'm really glad that Kyle Larson was able to win. And like I said in the um, reaction, I think that this is going to go down as one of the greatest um, redemption stories in sports history.
2: Yeah, there's like been a lot of them with like... Retirements and stuff, or like injuries and stuff. This one he was ejected, but it was crazier because he got ejected. We thought there's no way he's coming back uh to a ride. We thought his career was over. Then we get newsflash of that Kyle Larson is coming to the um, Hendricks. Is gonna be like uh we're gonna be like okay, he's gonna win some races, and then he won ten races, including the championship, and one and. And one of the, and the tenth fret win was the championship.
1: So let's, but let's be honest. Uh, you know, as a as a family and as fans, was everybody around the table as excited? Now we're all about second chances, but let's be honest. Like Gio, I know you weren't as excited. I mean, one, your guys weren't even in it. You know, the Penske drivers uh, really none of them made to the final four, and uh, you know, then you've got Kyle Larson who. You know, two years ago he was he was respected as a as a as a talent and as an up and rising guy, but at the end of the day, nobody really thought of him as one of the elite drivers until he made his transition to Hendrick.
0: Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't really happy with the results of the race. I know everyone else pretty much was I was pulling for Chase Elliott, and then near the end, I wanted Trix to win,
1: which says a lot because you're a Joey Logano fan, and you and Joey and Chase have even gotten into it. But uh, you were really pulling for Chase at the end. I was, and then I don't know what happened to him, but it it didn't go well for him. And
2: even end. as a Joey Logano fan, um, you're rooting for the guy that tried bumping your or that got bumped out of the way by your driver.
1: Yeah, I. I don't know. I just I didn't. But want to why? why? So, like, like talk about it. Like, what 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 bothers you or, or th- that you're not excited about the fact that Kyle had won? I don't know. It bothers me more of the fact that
0: Larson, I, I no doubt two years ago, Larson had skill in the car. He drove sure. the 42. He did well. I think he won a few races in it. Yeah. yeah and he, he was respectable. But he wasn't winning
1: 10 races a year.
0: Yeah. He I, I, I liked him back then. But. After getting ejected and then coming back to Hendrick, it's like he just got straight to the top. Yeah. Like he didn't instantaneously. Even work... He didn't have to work up and get there yeah, like he... some drivers have to get. He just got straight shot up He there. did not
2: have to get, like, a couple wins this year, the next year, and more wins, and then, like, probably in two years he would have won. He just straight up got to the championship and dominant. I think that's what he means. Yeah, well, even...
4: I have to disagree with that he didn't work his way up because – I mean, we just said that two years ago when he was with Chip Ganassi, he he was a pre- he was a pretty good driver. And when he got fired from NASCAR, he didn't just sit at home and sulk. He went out and he he raced in, in these other races that That's most true. people don't even know exist. Like, I didn't know these races existed until well, we started yeah. hearing that Kyle Larson went out. And even when he came back to Hendricks, he still goes out during the week. And goes and does these races. So yeah. he was constantly like driving and getting better and getting better. And you know what they say is that the more you practice, you yeah, know, the, the better, better you get. get. Yeah. So he so in in theory, he was working his way to getting better. And it just so happens that Hendricks was the person who gave him the opportunity.
1: And they are the, like, I mean, they I are mean, a top, top team. Yeah, I was going to say he's clearly. one of the best.
4: He's one of the best, if not the best um, racing team right now. And. He, it just so happens that Hendricks gave him a ride. I don't think it's one of these things of like, oh, he did this and now he gets, you know, everything handed to him in a silver platter. I mean, anybody could have could have, like you know, that. brought him back. But he just happened to get chosen by Hendricks to be one of his drivers and brought his skills that he already had and refined during the time that he was out of NASCAR.
1: And I Sebastian, guess. you were talking a little bit about the redemption. Right. And that, that's a, that's going to be a big part of this story is the fact that he came back from being completely out of NASCAR at the top level and humbly had to work his way back into the good graces of a team. And uh, thankfully for him, he had a guy like Hendrick step up, which again shows that, you know what, everybody's human. We make mistakes. And I hope to God that when I make a mistake, that if I have, I have a second chance, second opportunity. So what do you think about this idea of the redemption story as part of his story arc?
3: I think it's important and something as a um, future storyteller is I've learned that um, redemption is important. It helps to show that, yeah, people can change. They can learn from their mistakes. um, And, and again, actually have a lot of good, right? Th- yeah.
1: He can put a focus On something that people may have taken for granted and say things that, oh, well, I don't think it's hurtful, but it actually, what he said hurt a lot of people and has historically meant a really bad thing. And there's always been this dialogue. Well, I didn't really mean it to hurt anyone, but you know what? There are certain things we just should not say. And that is a a lesson that there are certain words we need to take out of the vocabulary. And when you think of um people that potentially could be hurt i know that earlier in the season there were a lot of you know people that were curious like and even last year is kyle really genuinely feel bad like yeah he lost his ride and all that went down for him uh but there were quite a few examples of how he really did and he really wanted to learn and get better and be a better person uh and and be more inclusive and you know you look at Bubba Wallace right now, who is, I, I, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the guy at times, and then I'm excited for him. The, the reason I feel bad is there was a lot of pressure on Bubba Wallace, um, because he is, you know, the shining example of, of diversity in the sport. And, you know, the sport naturally wants to elevate him, wants him to do well, because he brings in new audiences and he's, he's one guy. And so if he messes up, does that look bad? you know, for the group that he is trying to be representative for and, and just because of who he is. um, And so that's why I'm glad that he won this year. I'm, I'm so happy that that probably takes a lot of pressure off of him. But with all that said, you look at someone like Bubba Wallace, and I think he's happy for Kyle Larson. I think we've we've seen in the in the season, right? They're friends. And uh, you look at someone like Ryan Blaney, like all these young guns, like I think a Chase, Elliot, I think Orion Blaney, Bubba Wallace, um, now Kyle Larson. I think they're all friends. They all support each other. And I think they're they want to see each other succeed. And uh at no point it's like, ah, we're gonna just forget about what he said. But you know, anyway, I think the redemption story is is very powerful. And I hope that people think about it the
2: right way. Honestly, this is what I think about the redemption arc. I think is that. I'm happy for him, and the thing is that he lost his ride, but then he got a championship, so it was, like, he did, he had a good ride, but he got a better ride out of what he did, so I kind of agree and kind of disagree with both of you guys because he had the good car and did all the work, but then... Well, um. He got a better car out of it from what he did.
1: From when he started with the 42 team and then now in the 5 team, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Hendrick team is is the top of the class for NASCAR. Um, but you know what? It, it Just because you drive for Hendrick doesn't mean you're all automatically going to start winning championships. So he has to do his part. And it just goes to show that he is a talent and he just needed the right situation.
4: Well, that was something that I heard today in the race was the uh, the broadcasters were talking about how just a few years ago, Hendrix wasn't as dominant. Yeah. That they, you know, the majority of their cars were just kind of okay. And then now that's turned around. They've got a, you know, talented winning group of drivers.
2: Yeah. Like 2018, they, they only had like, three wins that year and they were all with Chase Elliott 2019 when they only had um, like four wins with Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott and then 2020 they took off with and um, they got a championship with Chase Elliott and then they took off again and got a championship with Kyle Larson so that's two Hendrick championships in a row
1: and, and honestly you know going back to what you were you guys were just saying right now about You know, just think a few years ago, Hendrick wasn't in a really good spot. Look how quick, you know, it's very quick in this sport where you can be a top tier team and then fall off. I mean, look at Roush Racing. There was a time where Roush Racing was so big and so dominant. Didn't they have like four cars? They had five cars. Five? And they actually were talking, I think, about expanding to another team. And and people like were putting the brakes and said, yo, guys, that's an unfair advantage. And they actually... I think capped it to four or five teams. So like if you're an owner, you can have no more than four or five teams. It's four. It's four. And that's a that's a Roush rule. They did that because of Roush. And now you look at Roush and they had to basically and steal away. And you're like, who actually
4: drives for them now? Pens-
1: <laughs> uh, a Penske driver to kind of revitalize it. So it'll be interesting next year as we talk and we look forward to next year, what will happen with that team. Um, but just because you're a top tier team doesn't mean you're always going to stay there. You need to have the top talent. And the fact that you guys were saying about Hendrick, think about all the drivers they had in their stable, and then and in, and since the, you know what, four or five years ago, they've all retired. You had Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Gordon Jimmy da- Johnson, da- uh, Ge- I'm sorry j- 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 Dale Earnhardt Junior. Thank you, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Casey Dale Earnhardt Junior. and Casey Kane, top tier drivers. Of five, they're all four. retired, all of them. And for Hendrick to find talented drivers. And actually have teams that are again contending for a championship. And there's people saying uh that uh it's Bowman and um who's Byron Byron. Byron, William Byron. There are people saying those guys are as talented or they think they could win even more championships than Elliot and and Larson in terms of their talent and and how fast they've grown in the sport. So again, um yeah. It it takes, it's a team effort, obviously. Hendrick proved that. Joe Gibbs proved that by having two cars there. And, you know, even Penske, even though Penske didn't make it, they still had three of their cars in the final eight. And that says a lot. And there were a lot of things that kind of played out. Larson just being so dominant, winning two out of the three in the round of eight you know, pretty much sealed it that he was getting in, but then he, all, then you had to get in by points. And unfortunately for a driver like Joey Logano, he didn't have as consistent a run in that round. And basically when Larson won those races, he was basically, the only way he was going to get in was winning. Well, and he yeah. just didn't.
2: And really, so like for Roush, they were winning championships and the things. Last championship was 2004 of Kurt Busch. So, like, you gotta have the good drivers and you gotta have, um, drive like multiple cars. Cause if you're a one car team and you don't have a good driver, you're not gonna really win yeah. races.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. 100%.
2: Like, their drivers are decent, but like, Newman was, um, a good driver, but then he's just been getting older. And then Chris Busher, um, is a, is a young driver, but then they'd only have two cars when they had five cars and win championships and races.
1: Well, let's come back to that because I want to talk about that in another segment about how we look forward to next year. Uh, so, uh, but before we do that, you know, one thing I did want to talk about um, real quick is the unique aspect or the unique way that NASCAR does its playoffs. And this came up several times during the, the, the playoffs where you have championships contending drivers right you had the final four today still racing with other drivers that can win the race but have no chance of winning the championship and so then the discussion comes up well should those drivers race differently if it's a championship driver do you get out of the way and and i think that's where some of the frustration was coming out Last week with Martinsville and Bowman and Hamlin. It's like, dude, you're not even competing for a championship. Why are you racing me so hard? It ended up wrecking Hamlin. So what do you all think about that? And do you think it's fair? Do you think NASCAR should do anything different?
2: I think it's fair because all drivers have like they they have. They can race drivers however they want. They can wreck them. Um, I, I like I'm I think it's fair because like. Let's say I'm I'm not a playoff driver, but then this guy is a playoff driver. I wanna win. And I wanna win, so I'm gonna race him instead of just as being hard like, oh. as you can. And yeah, instead of being like, Okay, you're a playoff driver, just pass me, you can win, whatever. What do you think, care. Sebastian?
3: With the playoff drivers, each round you have a different amount. So at first we have sixteen, then twelve, then eight, and then four. And I feel like Having the non chase drivers help to keep the race exciting because you're it's pro like watching um 16 drivers go around the track for 400 or 500 miles, it might start to get boring. And I think it would get even more boring when you keep like taking out every four drivers and then you're at the championship of four drivers. And well, yeah, no, like, I'm not are saying you going to-
1: I don't think we should do a car style like in the movie Cars, where yeah. it's only like the three cars. I'm just saying, like, should those drivers that aren't in the championship should they race differently?
4: Absolutely, should not. they get out of the way? No, I don't think so. Because then for for that, then then just do what Sebastian was saying. Just, just have that. the yeah. chase be just the chase drivers. I don't think. I mean, they made the chase. They're the contenders, but I don't think that that should that the rest of the drivers should be penalized. You know, they they have a chance to still win. I mean, how many how many races are in the chase? Um, ten. Ten, There's ten, 10 races. Ten. Mm-hmm. Those are still 10 opportunities that any driver can have to win. And I don't think that they should be moving out of the way and that they should be driving differently because, you know, the golden. You know, chase drivers, you know, should be the only ones winning. I actually enjoyed the races, the last few races, where, like, the fact that Bowman won last week and it wasn't one of the chasers. And Hamlin got upset. And Hamlin got upset. I mean, that's always always fun for me. But, like, seeing other drivers, (laughs) that is not just the chase drivers winning during the chase is and, good. That I mean that makes it exciting. That's what NASCAR is. It's a ra- it's a racing sport.
2: And then the and the thing about it is that if it was just this um the sixteen drivers and then you get cut off, like we wouldn't see Bubba winning at Talladega. So like
1: Yeah, it's yeah. true. That was exactly. during the playoffs, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was he was and one of the not, drivers. If
2: NASCAR took away all the non playoff drivers, Bubba wouldn't have won.
1: No, that's
0: that's a great point. Um I mean You may not be in the chase, but as soon as that cutoff line goes to 12, 8, and even 4, those point positions, I'm pretty sure, are now up for grabs. So somebody who finished 17th could move up to, I don't know, like 12th in points. So there's still the point competition.
3: And I like to imagine that the non... Playoff drivers are the hot sauce for the chicken wings that are the <laughs> <laughs> the NASCAR playoffs. If you don't have that hot sauce, you might as well um not. Those be, wings are just plain. Yeah, They're
1: just plain. Well, look, I agree with you guys. I, I honestly like it. I like, you know, I like the way that that race ended last week and they were, you know, Hamlin was fired up. Well, you know what? If you have a faster car, then either go around me or find a way to stay in front of me. Exactly. You know, and I, I just... So I'm never because I do see that a lot. And they talk about it like, oh, you should race a driver a certain way. Like somebody said today, I forget who it was. Um, I think it I don't think it was Junior. It might have been Burton. But somebody made the remark that Harvick doesn't like it when you race him really hard and I have and he They're has your faster, faster, he's, he's faster yes because
4: Blaney was in front of him
1: well if you're that much faster then go, around. go around him exactly. or or bump him out of the way like that's how senior got his, his, his intimidator um you know nickname he, he didn't mess around so like don't cry about it and and say oh well I'm I'm not happy and it was because for her I who was made speaking. that was yes. kind of. yeah yeah because Junior would have made that because he mm-hmm. knows how his dad was like his dad wouldn't have messed around his dad's like you know what if you're faster than me you're gonna stay in front of me and if you keep blocking me, I'm going to put my bumper to your car and then you'll get out of the way. And hence the intimidator. You don't mess with the intimidator. So, like, come on. Give me a break. I don't know. Harvick's... I feel like Harvick's been a little bit more petty this season.
2: I, You know what, though? I like it
1: because it's been, you know, I'll we'll talk about spiciness and firing it up. I think it's been fun. But, yes, he has been.
2: Well, there are some news flashes about for the 2022 season and the end of this year.
1: Well, well, let's get to that in the next segment. But real quick, let's wrap up. Uh, Johan, why don't you take us through the final top five of this week's race? And then uh, Mom wants to talk about crowning our own champion for us. So, yo, uh, Johan, why don't you take us through the final top five?
2: The final top five of the 2020 year was Jacell in fifth, Ryan Blaney in fourth, um, Denny Hamlin in third, and Martin Jr. in second, and Kyle Larson, a 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion in first.
1: Yeah. And Karen, do you want to talk about our champion at the table?
4: Sure. Our champion for the Let's Go Racing family with the best picks of the week ended up being Sebastian and that was kind of a redemption story as well because at the beginning of the season he was doing he was not doing well he at was all in last he for was in last season. for such a long time that he even thought he was just you know cursed and was cursing the drivers that he picked because they weren't giving him any points and then he just turned it around towards the end of the season I think when he's when the chase started he started making some good selections moved up past Tony yeah. And then passed me like a couple weeks ago. And from the start of the chase, he chose Kyle Larson to win it all. And he did. So congratulations, Sebastian. I pass on the winning crown to you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, fellow competitors. Hope so maybe you guys can win next year.
2: Yep. And I did win the fantasy league, even though no one's plays it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you've won that two years in a row. We may have to revive that for next year. That'd be and fun. We should get back it. into it. And I'll then still, especially.
2: I'll steal all your phones so you guys can't beat me.
1: Well, no, G-G. we're going to do it for real this time. You do have the trophy, though. I did give you the trophy. Oh, we should have had it out for the podcast. Well, we'll do it for next year. We'll show what the trophy looks like uh, that, it's that still you mine. have for our fantasy. Yes, it By is yours. Way. But, you know, with Sebastian winning race picks, maybe he would have won it this year had he actually participated yes Gio
0: um I just wanted to say that Sebastian won with 42 points and an additional 20 for picking the correct playoff championship winner putting him at a whopping total of 62 points which is well o- almost over half of what second place got so again congratulations to Sebastian for winning this year's championship in our points
3: thank you thank you thank you thank you
1: all right. So that, yeah. So that ends it for this year. We'll see what happens next year. Now, this is the part of the show where I typically come back to Sebastian and I will ask Sebastian, where is NASCAR going next week? So, Sebastian, what's happening now at NASCAR? Well, the 2021 season's over, but there is some stuff before it
3: next season. For one, NASCAR will be ho- hosting their awards banquet in Nashville from November
1: 30th to December 2nd. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that That's actually during the week. Uh, trust me, I kind of started thinking about maybe if there's something we could go up to Nashville for that. But unfortunately, uh, that's during the week.
2: And, and now we're
1: coming off of Thanksgiving the week before that. So,
2: And now it's time and- for some news flashes.
1: Well, hold on. We're going to get into this fast in a second. Seabass has got to finish up with uh, looking forward to next year.
3: After that, um, February 6, 2022, we'll kick off the 2022 season with the clash at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. And it's the week before Super Bowl 56. So... Man, that's gonna be some sports because you got the clash, then you got the Super Bowl, and then on um, February twentieth is the Great American Race, the Daytona five hundred, and the season begins. Let's see if any of our drivers could win, or are they gonna get um wrecked by Michael McDowell? <laughs> uh, Hope it
2: won't happen again. Something funny about um. Kicking off the season is that it's literally a football stadium, and they kick it off to start a football game.
1: Yeah,
0: but the L. the L. A. Coliseum is going to be an extremely small track.
1: Like I'm pretty sure smaller than Martinsville. Yep. Yeah, I forget what it was. I mean, it's less than that. It's less than half, half a mile. It might it's be like a, a I think h- it's half mile, three quarters of a mile, a, mile a mile, or, something. or I mean, uh, it's a half a quarter a mile. of a mile. Is it half? Is it a half a mile?
2: Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I think it's half a mile. Around. Well.
1: It's going to be crazy. It's going to be very exciting, possibly, um, depending on who's there. And it's not a huge field. It's like, what, 20-something drivers? Um, So we'll see uh, how that plays out for next year. And now? So, yes, let's get to your news because you keep asking about it. What are the news that you want to talk about?
2: So here are some things about things that will be going away um, coming to 2022. So first, we're going to start off with... A quick news flash is that um, Chip Ganassi Racing will not be returning next year. That that will be the end of Chip Ganassi Racing. So um, Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain will be parting ways. Kurt will be going to twenty three eleven. Ross will be going to t- to Trackhouse and then- partnering
1: with our guy Danny Suarez. Right, Daniel Suarez.
2: Yep. And then another one is that actually NBCSN will not be um hosting races anymore. It'll be USA um USA network. Yeah. And it'll basically have like some races besides NBC and um if you have a Sling they may be on there. So that's good. And then Brad kostolowski will not be returning to the number 2 car.
1: He's going where?
2: To the Roush. Because a uh, Roush Fenway Kozolowski racing. And
0: also, uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw it. They used Twitter, but Brad Kozolowski made a post saying that it was for the first time in, I believe, what, like 12 years of him finally walking out of the office. And Yeah, that was a little bittersweet.
1: Like- I saw that. That was pretty sad. Uh, and I know he was doing everything he could to try to get uh, his team up there to compete with for one more championship or at least one more race and just, just couldn't do it. Um, but yes, that that's and, happening.
2: And some more news flashes that, t- um, taking the place of our two new Xfinity drivers will be coming into Penske. A new challenger, One new, um, um, a new driver taking filling in for Brad is um the 2020 Xfinity Series champion. Austin Cendric and then for laying in for the Wood Brothers 21, is Harrison Burton. He drives for Joe Gibbs Racing, actually, in the Xfinity Series.
1: So real quick question. Hemrick uh, won this year's Xfinity Championship. Yeah. Who is he driving for? Is he driving in the Cup Series next year?
2: No. And also another Xfinity driver will be coming up for Collie Racing. Justin Haley will be driving in the number 16 for Collie Racing.
1: And they're going full-time? Yeah. So yeah, very exciting uh, new teams, you know, drivers changing. And D- also,
2: one quick thing is that teams will not be building their cars. It will be the manufacturers. So Ford. Ford will be building all the Ford cars. Chevy will be building all the Chevys. And Toyota will be building all the Toyotas. So they
0: will be perfectly
3: balanced, I think. Does Matty D have a ride? I did not hear his oh, name anywhere. I think also, got... I forgot
2: to mention... Newman and Maddie D are basically out of a ride. Newman's retiring basically, and Maddie D may be out. A moment
3: of silence for these drivers.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going to give a moment <laughs> of silence for Maddie D necessarily, but for Ryan Newman, I will because he is a champion of the sport, one of the great drivers, uh, and at one point in time, they called him, uh, ro- what was it, Rocket, Rocket man, man? Rocket Man because of all of the pulls that he would he would get. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, what the season has in store next year. The other, the other thing I think it's kind of exciting is the fact that you've got new tracks or, you know, updated tracks. So Atlanta is going to have the steeper banking. I know the drivers weren't huge fans of it, but we'll see how that all plays out. I'm actually hoping that's one of the races we get to go to because we've gone to Atlanta before and we've seen the other, uh, the other track configuration, so, actually, it'd be kind of exciting. Maybe we can go to Dawsonville and go to the the pool house and get a burger. Yeah. Yeah, for Chase. That'd be kind of cool. Uh,
2: and imagine if Chase wins.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that would be. So, we'll probably have to go before because if he wins and we're there, it's just going to be crazy. So, maybe we'll try to go there beforehand. So, probably. yeah. So, you've got that. Um, you know, we already talked about the Coliseum. Some of their favorites are returning. Nashville's coming back. So, there's there's a lot of, lot of fun Homestead's races.
2: Homestead's in the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah. Homestead's in the playoffs. Finally they back. moved it. And I think that'll be a race that maybe we can swing. That We yeah. were trying to swing a late season race, and it just it didn't work out. And, and it's going to
2: be in the round of eight.
1: It'll be in the round of eight. So maybe that's one we can pull off. We can go down to Miami and and check out that race. It's been a, a few years since we've been down there. So, so a lot of cool things coming up for NASCAR. Like you said, Sebastian, the awards banquet is at the end of the month after Thanksgiving. And then the next real kind of nascar event for fans is really going to be at the coliseum in february so we're going to be taking a break ourselves uh, but after this next segment which we're going to do one last six degrees of nascar we'll talk about what we're going to be doing during the off season for nascar because we're going to take a little bit of a break
4: all right then we can also talk about what our favorite moment
2: of nascar was this season oh yeah
1: yeah let's definitely do that
2: and one thing who do you think is going to win the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series? Right,
1: we'll too early, to too early, we'll, too early. We'll too get into early. it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right, Sebastian, you're going to connect NASCAR to a star from the new Marvel Eternals movie, right? That just yeah. came out. So I'm just going to turn it over to you.
4: And now it's Six Degrees of NASCAR where we try to connect NASCAR with someone in pop culture in less than six degrees of separation.
1: All right, Sebastian, you're our guy. Take us through it.
3: All right. In honor of Marvel's newest movie, The Eternals, I will be connecting its lead star, Gemma Chan, to NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. Now, a little background on Gemma Chan. She is a rising star in Hollywood. She's had um, roles in various franchise movies such as Jack Ryan, Fantastic Beasts, and um, Transformers. She um, became big due to her roles in Crazy Rich Asians, and she also had a minor role in Captain Marvel. So she's actually an actress who has done multiple
1: Marvel roles. Okay, I mean, that's exciting. I have no idea how you're going to connect her to NASCAR.
3: Well... Eternals is going to be an ensemble piece with many actors. And okay. one of the actors featured in the movie is Kumail Nanjiani. Who's that? He will be playing the character of Kingo, who's a Bollywood actor in the movie. Okay. And um, so Kumail Nanjiani, we've seen him before. One of the movies we saw him in was he voiced the little alien companion in Men in Black International with um, Chris Hemsworth and Tesla Thompson. Okay, and in on Men in Black International, one of the jokes in the Men in Black series is that some of the most famous people are actually aliens in disguise. And one of the characters, fe- one of the actors featured, was Ariana Grande. Okay, and literally just a day or two ago, Ariana Grande was announced to be playing the role of Glinda in the film adaptation of Wicked, which. It, Wicked was the big play that got Indina Menzel famous, and it co-starred Kirsten Chenoweth. And literally today, Kirsten Chenoweth um, sang the national anthem for the for Phoenix the race. Yeah, race. I
1: did see her. I saw Chenoweth so uh, singing. That is pretty. cool That is how you
3: connect Gemma Chan to to NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. Clever boy. And one more fact about Gemma Chan I forgot to mention. You guys know her as the voice of Namari from Ryan the Last Dragon, the lady with that hair with the um half haircut. Uh uh-huh. oh, from the Fang Clan. Yeah, from Fang. the Fang Clan.
1: Oh wow. That's pretty wild. Well, you know what? We've talked about it before how much we love Marvel movies and cinema in general, so that's actually one movie that we're excited to see this Thanksgiving, uh, which I think it's actually a great transition to talk about what we're doing during the off season. So I think the first thing uh, to talk about is the fact that we're, we're actually looking to have probably a very unusual Thanksgiving and Christmas for us uh, because we're going to be traveling. And normally we just stay home and we do our Thanksgiving. So there will be a part I'm sure we're going to miss. Uh, but we are we're doing something a little different. Karen, what is that?
4: So I've been wanting for a really long time to go on a cruise the week of Thanksgiving. The boys are off the entire week. And yeah. just the idea of being out in the high seas on a holiday, especially like Thanksgiving, I've been wanting to. So fortunately, this year, we've been able to make that happen. So in a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, setting sail on our Thanksgiving cruise
2: and we'll and thanksgiving on the high seas. Basically. Yeah, Thanksgiving was, on the high it was seas. There's the thing of Halloween on the high seas.
1: Yeah, so that'll be that'll be really cool and then later in the year uh for Christmas we're actually going to be we'll we'll have Christmas Eve here at home but Christmas Day we're actually flying to Philadelphia uh because as anyone that's listening to our podcast knows I'm from Philly and we're going to go see an Eagles home game. I've never seen my beloved football team play in person, let alone see them in Philadelphia. And so we're excited to go do that. And we're going to spend a week up there. Now I can't really promise I control the weather, but I'm hoping and praying that it's not snowy and super, super cold. Cause I don't think your mom will ever forgive me for taking her out of Florida yeah. up to Pennsylvania in Christmas, New Year's Eve week. I, I, it to oh, I always
4: like, I always question when I'm watching winter football games why on earth anybody would be at a football game in such cold weather and especially snow. So I'm hoping I'm not going to be one of those. I
2: want it to be one of the worst snow games in all of NFL. Yeah, history. sorry, mom. I think we're, I may not make it. Yeah, out I'm of definitely the game.
3: going to be. Uh, I'm hoping for a white Christmas up in philadelphia
2: yep
1: i'm dreaming of a hey, copyright copyright yeah there's probably some <laughs> kind of copyright there. No, Thanks, that's copyrighted. That good. yeah everything everything yeah we don't want to get flagged uh so thank you for the save there thank you, ben Crosby. uh so so yeah so we've got that so again something we don't ever have to worry about with nascar we just have to worry about the rain never have to worry about the cold and the snow So I, am very excited about that. And, uh, yeah, so that'll, that'll kick off our off season. And then, you know, we we're we're going to work on the craft of the podcast. I think we were trying to do a video of, of today of watching the last laps and talking about it. Fortunately, we were able to get the audio. So as, as Giovanni had said earlier, In the episode. It'll be available in our audio podcast. In the audio podcast for this episode, the first part, you will actually hear us talk about our reactions live as it's happening. And uh, we were able to talk through that. Next year, we'll figure out the technology better so we can actually record the video of that as well. Uh, And, uh, you know, I won't lie. I'm stealing this idea from football. Uh, Monday Night Football has introduced a segment with the Manning Brothers. And they actually are watching the game and talking about it. Now they're talking about it with some of their famous friends. Fortunately, we can't do that just yet, uh, but we are able to give our reactions to the race and 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 live, like as it's happening. So I think that's something we're going to work on for next year. And then, of course, hopefully, we'll have a few more opportunities to actually go to races and go to tracks and record and create some content. And I'm going to try to work on some content. Uh, that we're going to do on TikTok and Instagram and even Twitter uh, showcasing some of our experiences from this last year. Uh, We actually have some video content we haven't put out yet with our Nashville experience. Um, We're going to probably have a little bit more for Daytona. I think, Gio, you're working on something. And then also we want to showcase our NASCAR racing experience through some social content. So we'll work on a few and a, things. During and also, our we
2: we did get to see a lot of famous people. Like, we saw Kukustin at Nashville. We saw the president of NASCAR, Brandon Marshall. And then even when I, we were at Daytona, we saw Austin Dillon walk by us. And then we even saw Rick Hendrick. And then we even got to see walk by as the NASCAR Cup Series champion, Kyle Larson, but he wasn't the champion at the time, but we did got to see the future NASCAR Cup Series champion. So we did got to see a lot of or some people that have to NASCAR. And uh, yeah.
4: So, Johan, would you say that's your favorite moment of this season? Gotta
2: say that.
1: Yeah, that's actually great. Let's go around and talk about that. So, So so for you, was it the whole Daytona experience? Was it being interviewed by Brandon Marshall, being featured on his video podcast with NASCAR?
2: Yeah. And it was like just seeing a lot of all of these famous people like it was all of that. Like I got to see a football player. I got to see the president of NASCAR. I got to see um, three drivers and one of them was um, the feature NASCAR Cup Series champion.
1: That's pretty cool. And Sebastian, what about you?
3: I would say um, having Bubba Wallace win and not even knowing it happened. Yeah. And then I just happened to pick him thinking, oh, I think I'll get some points. And, and he then, actually boom. won. Yeah.
1: That is. Yeah, that it, that was pretty cool. Um, I wish that we would have seen it live. But again, we were traveling and we weren't able to watch it. And uh, we kind of but you guys didn't know when we saw the recording who had actually won. So I thought that was yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Giovanni what about you So you're probably thinking It's going to be related to Joey Logano
0: No it's not actually This season he did do Well this season but I'm going to have to Go with Chase Elliott saying Happy Christmas and a merry off Season that was just incredible And I have
1: so much respect for Chase Elliott now and <laughs> it's, Again saying a lot coming him. from a Joey Logano fan uh, we may have to get you that shirt because <laughs> they were selling it <laughs> no, on his website. Me, get me, they were. get, me, get me. Yes. Me. I need that. Yeah,
4: you can get it. Okay, I need, it. I need that. Should it. I need be it. our
3: um family Christmas mm-hmm. picture. Like, get all we the all, shirts for us, we and we then we take that? a picture. Maybe. I need
0: it. I need it. Yo, that should be a that would be a cool uh, Christmas
3: card. That I,
0: would
1: I need
2: that um holiday sweater because if I get it, I'm definitely wearing it on our on our Christmas special.
1: That would be kind of cool. Uh, Karen, what about you?
2: For
4: me, I'd have to say it was being able to get behind the wheel of a stock car and at the Daytona driving experience. Uh, I cool. never in a million years thought that I would ever do that. And it was just, the it was a super experience. Like I just can't even, I don't know. I can't even explain. You have to try it and get in that car and drive around. And especially because it was Daytona. That was the very first track I'd have, NASCAR track I had ever been to. And so to be able to be behind the wheel of a stock car and drive it on that banking was just incredible
2: yeah that was that was like my first track i ever saw or i've ever been to tony what was yours
1: so i think and i I mentioned this before i could not have been happier and more proud of all of you guys seeing how you guys were talking about nascar and all those interviews that we did during the summer You know uh, the the interviews here at home when Telemundo came and interviewed our family, and you guys talked about your love of NASCAR, like the fact that you know this sport brings us together as a family, and it all came from you guys. And you know, and this is you know this isn't easy for us to do, and you guys have grown so much in doing this podcast, and now we're introducing this other element of the video, which makes it even more complicated. But you guys do such a great job, and to see that being recognized by news outlets by nascar in the interviews and in the the segment that they did on our family um to watch your mom talk about her love of nascar and how prideful she was about the sport from her perspective and this was really something that we did as a family so i think you know that it's just seeing everybody doing their interviews johan Holding court with Brandon Marshall, former NFL star, potentially Hall of Famer, um, really cool guy. And you and him hit it off like you guys were best buds. I hope you guys get to talk again. It would be very exciting uh, and also a plug that there is going to be more of that. The the series, not with us necessarily uh, right now that we know, but uh, there is that ongoing series um, with I am athlete and NASCAR. Uh, that I believe is going to carry into the next uh, season. And so uh, make sure you check that out. But yeah, I think definitely just seeing you guys talk about what we're doing as a family and all those interviews, I, I could not have been more excited and more proud. So that was my favorite moment for the year.
0: Before we wrap things up, I just wanted to say one thing. Earlier, you said something about weather when we were talking about uh, snow in Philadelphia. And like you said, rain about NASCAR it made me think, we have this amazing technology now. What if NASCAR became more versatile and adaptable and adjustable to weather races? Like, if there was, we can maybe race more in the rain, like add attachable and detachable windshield wipers and have extra sets of rain tires on. We could also, I don't know, maybe even
1: possibly if there was snow, have a snow race, which would be cool.
2: Cause we so, have, we had dirt.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that would be wild. Uh, you know what I, you know, they're always talking about trying new things with the sport. You never know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to do any snow races anytime soon, but that would be kind of cool. Maybe it's some kind of snowboarding. Maybe they start there doing some kind of expedition, exhibition racing where they put them on, uh, snow machines, snow, snow mobiles, mobiles. Yeah. snowmobiles, and race them that way. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be putting stock cars in it, but again, you never know. I mean, you think about it. NASCAR, it's about these, these auto manufacturers showcasing the power of their engines and these cars. But otherwise, why are what they the you know, is. sponsoring? So yeah, I mean, a lot of the country and a lot of the world has to deal with snow on a regular basis. So maybe there's something there. Um, I think they're going to have to figure out the rain because as we saw this past season, if they don't do it right, it can be very dangerous very quickly with the speeds that they're running. Uh, but I do think they can figure it out. I mean, other other uh, motorsports uh, leagues have done it with adding rain tires and things like that. It's just these these stock cars are just with the windshields and all that. It it makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, but yeah, I I you never know where if they want to continue to grow the sport. They know that it there needs to be that entertainment value and that there's a part of it. Like we're curious, like what's going to happen? Like, think about the Bristol dirt race. Like a big part of it for us was we didn't know what to expect. And so I think that, you know, doing something else, but, you know, I, I, I don't know that that's a great, that's a great point. So uh, any, any last thoughts as we wrap up the last episode of the regular season for us? I mean, really just to
0: thank you to everyone who's uh, listened to us throughout the season, maybe you've been new this season. Thank you for supporting us and listening to our podcast. We love doing it. And uh, it's cool that we have people that listen to us. So thank yeah. you for that.
4: Yeah. Thank you. And thank you to NASCAR who gave us opportunities that at the beginning of the season, we never even thought that we would yeah. have.
1: Who would have, if I would have said, Hey, we're going to have this, this access to the the garage, we're going to be interviewed. You're going to meet Brandon Marshall and do a whole interview with him for I am athlete. Uh, like I would have said, you're crazy. That's not, what. we're going to meet the president of NASCAR. And we did, and it was pretty exciting. So we have no idea what's ahead of us, uh, and what opportunities we have. So Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Anything else you guys want to say? No, we're good. good.
2: Yep. Wrapping up the 2021 season.
1: All right. So for the last time for the 2021 NASCAR season, Giovanni, why don't you take us out?
0: That's going to wrap up this season. Thank you so much for listening on in. If you enjoyed, consider subscribing, following all of our socials. Let's Garcing Family out, and we'll see you next time.